Well, good evening, everyone. You're welcome, everyone, to this Tuesday's uh, Bible study. This is the church at Ogba, and I want to welcome everyone that is under the sound of my voice, whether a member of um, the church at Ogba or, or not. Um, the other day we were saying that um, the beautiful thing about Christ is that in, 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 Christ, in the kingdom, in Christ Jesus, you know, there are no cousins, there are no, um, uh, you know, half-brother, half-sister. All we have are brothers and sisters, praise God. So you could be attending a different church, different denomination. We really don't care for that here. We're glad to have you listening. And perhaps you're not a Christian. You're, you don't have a, an active relationship with Jesus. Or uh, maybe you did and... Um, somehow you slipped away and um, you're just trying to figure this thing out well we welcome you um, the truth is um, it is God who calls the Bible makes us to understand that it is God who calls so um, we believe that the very fact that you are listening to this um, podcast or to this live session means that God is perhaps tugging at your heart and so I would say to you today um, behold, he's standing at the door of your heart and knocking. And if you would um, bid him welcome, he will do wonderful, amazing things in your life in the name of Jesus. So once again, if you're just joining in, welcome to the Church at Ogba Tuesday Bible Study. Uh, I just want to uh, take one song of worship before we um, begin in earnest. The title of the song is All Heavens Declare the Glory of the Lord. For those of us on the church WhatsApp page, I'm sure we should have it pasted there already. So we're just going to sing it together as we worship God this evening. All heavens declare the glory of the risen Lord who can compare. Who can compare with the beauty of the Lord, with the beauty of our risen Lord? Forever He will be, forever He will be, forever He will be the Lamb upon the throne. Lamb upon the throne, I'll gladly bow my knees, gladly bow my knees to worship you, Lord. I will proclaim the glory of the risen Lord. The glory of the risen Lord who once was slain, who once was slain to reconcile man to God forever, Lord, forever you will be. Would you lift up your hand wherever you are and just worship? You will be. The Lamb upon the throne, the Lamb upon the throne, I'll gladly bow my knees, gladly bow my knees, Lord, 
to worship you, Lord. Would you say, I'll gladly bow my knees. I'll gladly bow my knees. Gladly bow my knees to worship you, Lord. Would you open up your mouth this evening and just take, take a moment to just worship. Don't ask for anything. Just worship him. Say meaningful things to him. Ascribe, you know, meaningful, uh, 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 intelligent things about him. Say he's beautiful. He's great. He's awesome. His ways are beyond our ways. You see, there's something about worship. When no matter the kind of day you've had, when you open your mouth, your heart will open up. And when you begin to worship, Something happens to you. You get transformed. And so, Lord, we worship you this evening. Oh, because your ways are past finding out. You are bigger than the biggest, higher than the highest. You are vast. You are great. You are awesome. Awesome, 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 Lord. We worship you this evening. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we thank you because you are powerfully here in our midst oh god thank you because in every home in every um in the heart of everyone listening tonight you are already doing your work and so this evening we just say lord have your way in us let your word find expression in our hearts oh god in the name of jesus let your word instruct let it correct let it, let, it, let, it, let, it, let it build up in righteousness, O oh God, that we may be thoroughly furnished, built up, and prepared for every good work. We give you praise, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right. So once again, if you're just joining in, welcome to the Tuesday Bible study at the church at Ogba. I, I want to sincerely thank God and the leadership of the, of the church at Ogba, led by Pastor Amos Ebenezer, for the privilege uh, to be used as a vessel unto the Lord today. I do not take it for granted at all. All right, uh, it's a Bible study, so we're going to go straight into the Word of God. Um, when I was, pre I, I struggled a little bit with, 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 with preparing for the service today. Um, because I, you know, uh, was wondering why God was kind of leading in this direction. Um, today we'll, we'll just be doing, you know, an in-depth study of a particular portion of scripture. Um, you know, every time you open your Bible, um, you know, there are different ways you can actually approach your Bible study time, um, or your devotion time. Uh, that's what we call, um, uh, a topical study where you, you, you pick one topic and then you, you know, just begin to search around, kind of do a research. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you were in church last week, um, I'm not sure that was Thursday or Tuesday when brought Timmy, I think it was Thursday, when brought Timmy taught on, on faith. Okay, so that was an example of a topical study. Okay, so that's one way you can do your Bible study. Another way you can do Bible study is what we call a character study. So you could, uh, you could decide to pick on, on any character in the Bible. Ruth, Peter, um, Onesimus, um, you know, Zachariah, anybody really. And begin to, you know, 
research in that in that in that sense uh, but there's another type of study you can do which um maybe we do a little bit more of here at the church at ogba which is what we call exegesis um it basically just means an in-depth study or in-depth interpretation of a particular text um so i'm uh, you know like i said we do that a lot in the church at ogba so i'm very sure we are um, a little bit familiar with that style so and i'm sure we, we we're, we're not too unfamiliar with the term exegesis i think pastor Amos has tried to fam, um, familiarize us with some of these theological terms so tonight we'll be doing an exegesis an exegetical study of just a a a, a simple portion of scripture um and I've, I've i've titled the discussion tonight um even though being an exegetical study sometimes you can't really pick a title to it but i would just call this a case for self-examination in discipleship a case for self-examination in discipleship now you recall that uh, on sunday pastor richard led us um uh, you know along the line essentially the cost of discipleship you know from luke 14 um and if you, if you if you miss that service, I'd encourage you to get the podcast. Um, it was very very thorough, and very um, very very to the point. And just thank God for that teaching. So uh, I just tried to somehow link today's teaching with that, with you know, still on the theme of discipleship, but coming from at it from a completely different angle this evening. So once again, I titled this "A Case for Self-Examination." in discipleship our text our primary text will be from the book of Haggai Haggai chapter 1 uh, like like Sunday once said Haggai is somewhere in between Genesis and Revelation I promise you it's somewhere there so, so uh, okay I'll just give us a little time to for some of us to find it you should be very familiar with your Bible uh, Haggai is what what's you know theolo- I guess theologians or Bible scholars call one of the minor prophets. That doesn't mean he was minor in any regard. It just means the length of his own book was you know a little bit um, shorter than 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 people like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and so on. So, but as you're going to see, he was by no means a uh, a lesser prophet, if you if you will. So Haggai chapter one. Uh, we're going to be running this alongside a corollary in the book of Ezra. Um, but we'll just read the first few verses to set a foundation. I'm reading from the NIV translation, Haggai chapter 1 and verse 1. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai through Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josadak the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. I read that verse 5 again. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. The KJV rendition of that verse says, uh, consider your ways. 
Verse 6, you have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you, uh, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Verse 7, this is what the Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Consider your ways. Let's just say another word of prayer very quickly. Father, in Jesus' name, as we approach this text, we just ask that you will speak to the heart of everyone. Empty me of myself, Lord, and shine your light on the revelation that you will have everybody take from here. To the honor and glory of your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. So it's a very interesting text, actually. Um, I wish I could read the... I'm, particular, I'm actually interested in the entire... Haggai chapters 1 and 2 and Ezra's, Ezra chapters 1 to 6. <laughs> so you know what? You could actually just write those down in your, in your notes. And um, when you get home, when you, you're already at home anyway, uh, you might want to take some time to study. It's a very, very interesting account. So I'll, let me set a background. Okay. So um, the text talks about the prophet Haggai um, giving a word. To the people now who are these people these are the people who were the exiles from babylon okay so i'm sure we all know the story that um at some point israel for you know because of their their their, their behavior and their sin against god they were captured by the king nebuchadnezzar okay um and they were captured from where they were in israel to babylon Okay, however, it so turned out that um, after many years and a, a long time there, God stirred the heart of a, a, a king. Now, by this time, Persia had conquered Babylon, okay, in the course of history. And so we had a pagan king named Cyrus, who at some point, the Lord just stirred his heart and he, you know, allowed the exiles to return home. Home meaning Jerusalem. Okay, and one of the things they were to return home to do was to build rebuild the temple now when uh nebuchadnezzar had had, had invaded jerusalem they had he had destroyed the first temple okay so that's the background so we have um the people having and of course we all know that at that time god spoke to the people through prophets okay hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 god who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke to our fathers through the prophets but has in these last days, but has, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Okay, so we do know that um, 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 Zer, uh, Haggai and any of the other prophets were the primary way by which God was talking to his people. Okay, so that's the background. The other part of the background, if we go to Ezra, but because of time, I'll just paint it for us. Um, is now, so when the, when the exiles returned to, to Jerusalem, they began to build the temple. As a matter of fact, God stirred the heart of King Cyrus so much that he even released a lot of resources from the royal treasury for the rebuilding of the temple, including returning a lot of the artifacts that Nebuchadnezzar had stolen. Okay, so you had serious work began in Jerusalem. Okay, it was a wonderful time in the in the history of israel everybody was happy rejoicing oh my goodness god has come through for us as a people redemption has come glory be to god and so they began to rebuild and began to rebuild and then opposition came okay 
uh, if you look at Ezra chapter chapter uh, chapter four, let's just let's just look at Ezra chapter four so we can um, be going through the text at once. Now, like we said, exegesis is um, is is where where you, you take it a portion of scripture and you begin to you know it's like you're shining a torchlight on it. So you see one little thing, you magnify it. You see another little thing, you magnify it until you get the juice out of that particular text. So um, that's what we're doing today. Ezra chapter 4, very quickly. Um, Okay, so uh, let's just start from verse 4. So it says, now this is after they had started rebuilding. Okay, Verse 4 says, then the people around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. They bribed, verse 5, they bribed officials to work against them and frustrate their plans during the entire reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Okay? So, Cyrus, God had stirred Cyrus' heart. He had obeyed the stirring of God, released them, uh, from Babylon back to Jerusalem that started building the temple and like most of life especially the Christian life is when you have a breakthrough you know something is as, something you've been trusting God for for a long time it finally drops and all of a sudden opposition arose okay opposition arose and if we jump one one uh, one page down in your Bible to verse 24 of this same uh, uh, chapter 4 the opposition was so serious that verse 24 says thus the work on the house of God in Jerusalem came to a standstill until the second year of Darius king of Persia alright so the people had seen God move what looked impossible they were stuck in Babylon exiles you know, you know, almost losing their culture, their faith, and so on. And all of a sudden, God shows up. And they are able to come back to Jerusalem. And work starts, and work starts, and work starts. And then this opposition comes. And the Bible says that the, 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 the building ground to a stand still. Now, this is the very point. Can we just go back to our, to our original text in Haggai? This is exactly where the text picks things up from. Because I need to set that um, background a little bit so that, um, because we're going to be, you know, the, 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 what I titled this discussion is the case, a case for self-examination in discipleship. Because the text, if you don't read it in context, you might, you know, be thinking that what kind of people were these? They were only taking care of their own things, you know, their own houses. They were, they were living in paneled houses. I don't know what paneled houses were anyway, but maybe those were, you know, very, very tush. Uh, tush is a term we use in Nigeria to say very fine and, you know, luxurious houses, while the house of God remains a ruin. But don't be so quick to judge them. Don't be so quick to, um, to fail to see what was actually going on here. Now, these people had, these exiles, had obviously gotten discouraged after they began to rebuild and everything was going on well. 
and then opposition come and I came and i'm sure they must have cried to god god deal with these people that are accusing us they even said they bribed officials to, you know to, to to anyway guess what the people succeeded and so if you look at verse uh, 2 of Haggai chapter 1 all right the people these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house now would you blame them because they had tried everything you know they knew to do and it looked like it wasn't working so as far as they were concerned the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house I want us to examine our lives. Think about that for a moment. Parallel it, parallel it to, you know, our own daily lives. You know, opposition comes. Um, you've, been, you've, been, you've been trusting God for a certain contract. And the contract finally came through. And all of a sudden, someone is trying to impersonate you. And the, and the opposition is so strong, you genuinely believe that... You know what? Maybe this is actually not for me. Maybe this is actually not for me. You know what? You know what, God? You, um, you are God supreme. You can change your mind. <laughs> you can change your mind. So, um, well, I thought this was you. But apparently, because of this, these challenges, apparently this wasn't you. So I'm just going to fold this project. Now, that's what many of us would do. That's exactly what these exiles did. And, um, you know, I want, to, I want to still paint this picture a little bit more. You know, this temple that was being rebuilt was supposed to be a replacement of the first temple. Now, the first temple was the one that Solomon built, which was very beautiful. Okay? Very... Um, I mean, I mean, that was the one that after it was completed, it completed, they did a big feast. And it was, it was the real deal. It was the talk of the whole world, right? That was the temple that Nebuchadnezzar plunged and destroyed. And so this whole effort that the, um, exiles were, were, were embarking on was to at least try and re, you know, bring back the glory to Jerusalem. In fact, but an account tells us in Ezra that many of the old timers who had seen the former temple were weeping as they were rebuilding. And nobody even knew whether they were weeping because they were weeping because the glory, they just could not match the glory of the last one. I'm trying to paint a picture to make us realize that um, these guys had given a lot. They had, it, it was not for lack of, um, I, would, I, I, would, I would make bold to say it was not for lack of trying they had tried they had they had invested but they were up against opposition they were up against opposition and that's something that we i certainly i am very very familiar with in my life which brings me to my first point challenges of life tend to color judgments Challenges of life tend to color judgments. Now, you see, the people concluded that the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. That was the only explanation they could think about. When 
we face the challenges of life, it is tempting to come to rigid and definite conclusions over matters, you know, you know, that seem too big for us. And this is why we have the Apostle Paul who gave us that exhortation in the book of uh, 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 Romans chapter 12. Can we just look at that quickly? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Remember, we're talking about a case for self-examination. Self-examination in this discipleship work. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm coming at, at discipleship from a completely different angle now. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm reading from the NIV. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve you will be able to test and approve. You will be able to test and approve. Irrespective of the opposition you are up against, you will be able to test and discover what God's will is. His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. Folks, this text does not in any way seem to absolve us from testing and proving what God's will is when the situation is very challenging. It doesn't, it, 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 you, know, you, know, you know, the language I, I, I use here is that challenges of life tend to color judgment. You know, I've been in situations in my life where <laughs> I was in such dire straits over certain matters that believe me, I began to, and I say this with all sense of shame, but I, I really began to rationalize sin, or, or maybe not sin, but something that I know obviously cannot be God's will. When we are faced with the situations of life, with the challenges of life, it is tempting to want to rationalize. It colors judgments. That's when we begin to ask, like, like the first temptation that happened in, 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 you know, ever. Did God really say? Did God really say? So, 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 so you've been trusting God for, 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 you know, financial breakthrough. And once again, once again, I don't want us to get it wrong. And I, and, and, you know, I want us to get this text right where we are you've been believing god you have trained as an engineer or whatever your profession is you have done your due diligence you have worked hard you have you have paid the price you have held on remember the the exiles i mean they'd held on in, in exile they'd come back you know they had started the work and then opposition comes the temptation is either to give up or to accept whatever it is that comes your way as God's will. And so you, 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 you find situations where we, find we have believers. Now, I, I, once again, once again, I'm bringing this text home to us. I'm not talking about 
you know, baby Christians. I'm not talking about people who don't know, who ordinarily wouldn't know better. But folks, I'm telling you that in the body of Christ today, we have believers who are living in sin or who are, you know, you know, you know, doing all sorts of things in their workplaces because this is the only thing that it seems it this can this is the only way God can reach out. Okay, I've been trusting for the contract and they now said eh, I must grease or I must I must change one I must just put one more zero. Ah, okay. I know I know I'm not supposed to do it, but this this has to be God. Folks, am I am I talking to someone tonight? This has to be God because I don't know any other way. I mean, I mean, surely God doesn't want me to to suffer, or He doesn't want me to 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 go hungry, or He doesn't want me to be single for the rest of my life. Maybe that's the situation you are dealing with. Whatever it is, by the way, by the way, like Pastor Richard was teaching on Sunday, who said, whoever said that God does not want us to suffer? I mean, I mean, who actually, I mean, is there anywhere in the Bible that the Bible, as a matter of fact, the Bible even says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. And so we find Christianity today, the body of Christ today, we find a lot of compromise. And once again, I'm bringing this text home. That compromise did not start because they wanted to just wake up and compromise right that lady didn't just decide that she wants to marry an unbeliever no she didn't just make up she didn't just decide that no but you see when challenges of life come like we said judgment tends to get clouded judgment tends to get colored and at that point, if we don't have a firm grasp on God's word and his character, we might easily label sin as God's provision. So what's the solution? Consider your ways. Let's go back to our original text, Haggai chapter 1. Consider your ways. The NIV says, give careful thoughts to your ways and so can we can we make this point that no matter how much opposition you are facing there is still a way to live right for christ praise god i'll say that again no matter how much opposition you are going through there is still a way to live right for christ Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is still a way to live right for Christ. There is still a way to do the will of God. Now, you see, living right for Christ sometimes is not, it's, it's not just, you know, okay, I don't want to fall into sin, so I'm going to live, live right for Christ. I'm not going to fall into sin. No, sometimes it could be that God is, 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 has given you a mandate to do. He has called you to start something. But because you have come up against opposition like these exiles did, you have folded that dream and said, you know what, Lord? Uh, I'm still following you, but, but this one, the time has not yet come to do this one. The Lord is saying to us, 
consider your ways. And I want to take I want to take this to another gear because um, for some of us we are genuinely and sincerely wrong. You know, it's, it's possible to be very, very sincere. I, I normally tell my wife that <laughs> a, a passion is good. Passion is very, very good. Is if our passion is very necessary in life, it's just that it's not enough. It is possible to be passionately wrong. Some of us found. You know, let, let's look at Isaiah chapter 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 fifty-eight. Isaiah chapter 58 once again we're looking at the topic a case for self-examination in discipleship i don't know where the text will hit you but i believe that this is god's word to us today and it's touching me even as i'm speaking isaiah 58 start from verse 1 he says, shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion, and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. Ah, did you hear that? Day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right, and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Verse 4, your, your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is this not the kind of fast I have chosen? Now listen. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the yoke, the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? And when you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. That's it. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. I'm still going to come here. But just trying to lay, 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 lay this point very, very well. That it is possible to be sincerely wrong. It is possible to be religious. And yet, not really be in the way. Remember, we're talking about discipleship here. And so, what is the solution? Well, we've read the solution already. Consider your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. Now, Romans 12 said, renew your mind. Renew your mind. That means, do you know what the word of God says? Do you know it, you know? And, and that, this actually leads me to, to my next point, which is that keep your heart in faith. Keep your heart in faith. Do you know what the word of God says? Because actually, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I've, 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 I've been around um, some of my mentors in the past who, you know, 
you know have trained me in certain aspects of my work with god and i've seen some of them in this very place i remember there was a time that uh you know one of them was uh, the lord had given him a certain thing to do <laughs> and he kept on doing it and we kept on losing money and everything it just kept on crashing it kept on crashing and we would you know we would cry we would um we would uh, you know lament together and all of that but he will keep on saying it but but it is it, it, it cannot not be god's will that these people you know be blessed in this certain way that god was leading him to do and he kept on doing it and he kept on doing it. and i remember wondering to myself how does this man have the faith to continue i mean i'm talking losing cash losing money <laughs> losing resources and somehow 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 he'll regroup and go back right there again uh today by the way it's an established um um entity praise god how do you get the faith to do to stay in the way to stay in line in the line of what god has asked you to do where god has called you to be in this work of discipleship and, and like we said this work of discipleship cuts across every aspect of our lives how do you stay in the way it's by the word of god the bible says like let's let's let's, let's go there second uh, uh second first peter chapter one and verse two how do we do we get the spiritual stamina so that when we are self-examining ourselves you know we're able to to to, to bring a, catch ourselves and bring ourselves back and say okay let us let, let us get back on track this task is of the lord and it needs to get done chapter 2 verse 1 first peter says therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceits hypocrisy envy and slander of every kind see i wrote here that the next point is to keep your heart in faith and how do you do this routinely ask the lord lord is there any way i have grieved your spirit you see folks that's where it starts from this text says rid yourselves of all malice and deceit hypocrisy envy and you see thank god for the holy spirit praise god sometimes you know the holy spirit reveals in me some terrible especially pride that i didn't even know i had i mean i mean i'm I, i'm i'm here living my best life feeling like i am walking in faith come on now you know we are we're we 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 about to run things <laughs> you know and the holy spirit is talking at my heart uh you it's pride your, your your motive is pride you need to check your heart and, and sometimes i find myself almost arguing with the holy spirit that no you've got to be kidding me this i'm doing and i eventually realized that oh he's right he's right He's right. Ask the Lord routinely, Lord, is there anything in me? Is there any way in me? Is there any self in me? The text says, is there any malice, any deceit, any hypocrisy, any envy, any slander of any kind? When you've done that, then you can now move to the next stage, which is verse 2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation what is the pure spiritual milk that is the word of god that is scripture so how much time do you spend 
chewing like we like Pastor Amos always says time and again, time and again. How much time do you spend feeding yourself? Because you see, folks, discipleship. What is discipleship? Disciple. It, who, who is a disciple? A disciple is one called to be like another. That is a disciple. That is discipleship. Well, I'll say it again. One called to be like another in every way. In every way. So the fact that you, you think you are doing well in a certain aspect of your work with God and one aspect is suffering, your, your discipleship work still needs some working. Still, still needs some, 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 some overhauling. And that's what we are teaching today. Self-examination. You know, I believe that one of the things that God is doing in us, in the church at Ogba, is building us. Building us. I was having a chat with, with, with a brother from church some days ago. And we were just talking about the unique call that the church at Ogba has. To build men. To build men. To build men. That we may be mature. That we may be, how does it say in Ephesians 4? It says that, that we may, let, 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 let's look at that. Ephesians chapter 4. Before we begin to bring everything to a close this evening. Ephesians chapter 4. It says till we come, okay, let, let, let me not jump ahead of myself. Ephesians chapter 4, starting from verse, um, let's start from verse 13. Until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The whole measure, folks, that is the goal. The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So first thing we said, challenges of life tend to color our judgment. And so we must renew our mind we must do what i call critical um, i actually call it holy ghost inspired critical thinking and that is powered by the word of god and the second point we said is keep your heart in faith ask the lord like, like david said see in me if there be any evil desire any evil way and then consciously begin to load up your spirit with the word of God. I want to take two more points before I bring it to a close. Once again, let's go back to our, our anchor text. Haggai chapter, chapter 1. Because the end of the story is actually a very beautiful story. So I want to just begin to bring everything to a close. But before I do that, I, I want to make one more point. And I wrote here that the tendency to get discouraged is always lurking around the tendency to get discouraged is always lurking around you know pastor richard was uh, sharing with us in discipleship uh, um, in the leadership meeting yesterday <laughs> about uh, lasma officials those of us in lagos know very well about lasma lagos state uh, traffic man traffic management agents and how they you know they just seem to lurk around waiting for you to commit an offense instead of them to help you know because many times you know there's there are no road signs to tell you what you should do or what you shouldn't do instead of you know being there to help you they're just waiting lurking you know to to to, to catch you and you know uh, find you and all of that and all of that in the same way discouragement is is always is always there really 
It's always, you're always, you know, <laughs> one breakthrough away from, you know, discouragement. And so I wrote here that we are, as Christians, we are prone to laxity, doubt, discouragement. Whatever the devil can use to weaken our resolve. And that's why the Bible says to be steadfast in the faith. Praise God. Because of our time, I want to just begin to wrap it up very quickly and take my final points. So we said the exiles, they, they encountered opposition. And so the work of God ground to a standstill. And that's where this text came from, where Prophet Haggai now came in verse 3 and said to them, is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? And thankfully, if we go to Ezra chapter, chapter, chapter 5, thankfully you see that the, the exiles actually listened to Ezra. Let, 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 let's, let's quickly look at that text. Once again, this is Bible study, so don't mind that we're, we're you know, jumping around from Scripture. That's, that, that's the benefit of, of being in sort of a Bible class. Alright, so, so we see that um, in verse... Uh, uh, okay, so we see in chapter, in chapter 5. This is like another rendition of what we just read in the book of Haggai. Verse 1 of chapter 5 says, Now Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the prophet, okay, a descendant of Edo, prophesied to the Jews in, in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the, the God of Israel who was over them. Okay? And the Bible says in verse 2 that Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, son of Josadak, set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. So, the prophet came and spoke to them, and the people listened. And they began. Now, look at verse 3, which is the beautiful, beautiful thing about this text. Verse 3 says, At that time, Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shetabozenai, and their associates went to them and asked, Who authorized you to build this temple and finish it? I'm sure when these people came to ask them this question again, they must have looked and said, Oh, Haggai. This is why we said it's not yet time. You see, we are encountering opposition again. We told you it's not yet time. You should have just left us to be doing our thing. We're not unspiritual. We're just being smart. We understand that it's not yet time. In fact, verse 4, the people also ask, what are the names of those who are constructing this building? Can you imagine how terrifying that must have been? The whole governor coming to challenge them. But look at verse 5. The Bible says, but the eye of their God was watching over the elders of the Jews and they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his written reply be received. Praise God. There is something about being in the will of God. God will always make room for you to accomplish that which is in his heart. Folks, the import of tonight's teaching is that first of all opposition does not mean it is not the will of god and sometimes we need to self-examine and ask ourselves my response to this situation right now is it 
Is it, am I following God or am I giving up or am I turning to something else because I don't think God is in this anymore? Because folks, sometimes what we need to do is just push further, push a little bit more and that door will break. Now, I'll tell you the, 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 the um, end of this story because of time, I'm not going to be able to read it. The end of this story is that this governor then wrote a letter to, a letter to King Darius. Now, by this time, uh, 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 what's his name? King Cyrus had been succeeded by King Xerxes. King Xerxes had now been succeeded by King Darius. So Darius was the one in, in, in the throne now. You know, as a matter of fact, that just tells you how long it took them you know, you know how long they had stopped the work for. Anyway, Darius received this letter and they went to check the books and they realized that actually these people, they were never to have been stopped at all because the king had given an express instruction that, you know, this should, should, should happen. These people should be allowed to go and build and the, the temple, uh, the king, uh, the palace resources should be released to them also. And guess what? The Bible tells us that Darius sent back to the governor and said, Come, these guys are well within their rights. As a matter of fact, I'm releasing more resources to them. Nobody should stop them until the temple is finished. And that's the beautiful thing about, about, about being willing to stick our necks out for God. Folks, I bring you a word for mature believers, a word... You know, this is, um, this is a word for people who, number one, understand that God has placed so much on us in these times. It's a word for people who are not babes, who understand that we are God's hands and feet here on earth. People who understand that there is so much to get done. The church at Ogba, hear the word of the Lord to you. There is so much to be done. But you need to be strong. You need to be strong. As a matter of fact, one of the signs that you are actually even hitting target is when you begin to face opposition. You know, my wife said something to me uh, was it yesterday or two days ago. and I never stopped thinking about it. She said, look... If everybody, if you are in, let me quote her, said if you are in everybody's good books, it's not likely you are standing, how did she, I can't remember how she put it, but anyway, basically, if, if everybody likes you, especially when we're talking about, you know, the, the nature of the call that God has given to us at the church at Ogba, if everybody likes you, if you are in everybody's good books, brother, sister, I'm not very sure you are standing like you should be standing. I'll say it again. If you are in everybody's good books, now, 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 please don't misunderstand, don't, don't misquote or misunderstand that statement. Bible has also said, as much as within, is within your power, be at, live at peace with all men. Okay? So, there is that balance. But what we are trying to say is this. If people don't know you to be a, a, a red herring, so to speak, to be to, 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 to be to be the not necessarily the odd one out but to stand for truth and more often than not standing for truth will bring opposition discord sometimes the, the, the opposition that you end up facing is if is, is just loneliness actually sometimes it's just 
loneliness. As a matter of fact, you start doubting yourself whether this thing is actually of God. Because of how alone you are. And then all of a sudden, you take some more time in the secret place and God will remind you that, look, there are 7,000 others who have not bowed. Who have not bowed to bow. Praise God. I bring us a word to encourage us. To encourage us. I want to leave us with a, with a, with a quote I, um, I saw from Oswald Chambers. Oswald Chambers is one of my all-time heroes of the faith. Um, sadly, he died young. Um, but he was a wonderful man of God. Oswald Chambers wrote, and I quote, Nothing is as important as staying right spiritually. Nothing is as important as staying right spiritually. And the solution is always a very simple one. Come unto me. The solution is always a very simple one. Come unto me. Tonight, I don't know where this, this, this word has, um, has, has hit you. It has certainly hit me too. But I believe that one of the, one of the, one of the signs of spiritual maturity is that term self-examination. You know, the Bible says, uh, uh, where, where, where was that passage that says, examine yourselves, somewhere in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 2 Corinthians, examine yourselves to see if you are in the faith. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 13, or, or thereabouts. 2 Corinthians 13, and verse, let's see. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. Yes, it is. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Examine yourselves. Church at Ogba, examine yourself tonight. Examine yourself. Do what I call Holy Spirit-inspired critical thinking. Before you conclude that, you know, you just can't, you know, do this thing that God is asking you to do. Examine yourself. What do I know of God? What do I know of God? What do I know of his word? What do I know of how he has been leading me up until now? To confirm to me whether this is God's will or not. And once again, how do you know whether God, whether this is, this is God's absolute will for you? It's by spending time in the word of God. It's by spending time in prayer. It's by spending time in, you know, just rubbing off on God. There was, there was a quote I, 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 I stumbled on when I, was, um, when I was preparing for this service. Author Jessica Wicks, have it here. And I'll I, I just write, read out what she, what she wrote. She said, sometimes God might seem silent. But it's important to realize that God is always in a state of communication with us. I share that because sometimes you feel like you're not even sure what God is saying. There was another, another author I once read, I can't remember who now, who said, when I can't trust God's, uh, when I can't trust God's voice, I tr when I can't trust what I'm hearing, I trust, I can't remember how it goes anyway, but I think when I can't trust God's voice, 
I trust his character. So how do you know that something is God's will? You spend a lot of time in the word of God, in scripture, knowing what the word of God says. You spend a lot of time in prayer, where you are listening for God to speak to you. But you know also, you just spend time knowing God's character. There are just some things you just know that this is not God. This is, this is not likely to be God. And folks, when you stay open to the Holy Spirit, when you stay open in your spirit man, when you stay a true disciple, ready to carry that cross, whatever it will take, Oh my goodness, whatever it is, it will take. Folks, there are some places in this Lagos I have trekked. <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying this, but I have trekked with my two legs. Yes, I have trekked with my two legs. Because um, lack of transport money is not what is going to prevent me from doing a certain thing that I know God wants me to do. Oh, may God, may God shine the light of His Spirit upon these words. May He... May he, may, he, may he expound on it in our hearts. May we really be true soldiers for Christ. May we be people who will not look back, will not put our hands on the plow and look back. May God be able to say every member of the church at Ogba, I know that if I hand over this assignment, to this task to them, oh, they are not children, they are not babies. Oh, come what may, come what may, they would take that battle button and they will run with it and they will hit the mark that I have for them. Praise God. Can we just bow our hearts this evening as we talk to God? Before we begin to pray, I'd like you to just do some self-examination. First of all, are you in the faith? Uh, yes, I know you are born again, but are you in the faith? You know, I was uh, thinking today, I, I read a post from someone, someone who I know, and um, it made me think. Folks, do you know that, yes, there's atheism. I know some people are openly coming to say there's no God or God has failed me or whatever. Yes, we have people who are going through that. But folks, do you know another way that the devil is getting at people, people, you know, people of God today? It's called apathy apathy that's well i'm just there because of all sorts yes you've been through a lot things have happened and all of a sudden you just can't pick yourself up life has defeated you life has defeated your faith god forbid would you self-examine today are you in the faith oh that will be on fire Jeremiah said, your word is like fire that is shut up in my bones. Oh, that everyone in this house will be like it, will be a living stone, like the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter, 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 um, chapter 1 or chapter 2. It says, we all as living stones being built up into a spiritual habitation. Would you self-examine today? Are you in the faith? Or maybe your own is that you have been following your own righteousness, like we read in Isaiah chapter 58. So you are very religious. You do what you are told to do. You, but but if, you, if you really sit down and self-reflect, there are light, the, the, real, you know, you know, you know, the real positive wire. You know, there's red and there's black. 
the real positive is just hanging there loosely and you are there exerting yourself in religion would you examine yourself tonight maybe you think you have failed but God is saying even in your weakness his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses father this evening we thank you for the for the spirit and life of your word we thank you lord because it is your will that we are your true disciples we've learned about the cost of discipleship and we have we have we have thought about it and we're like we're ready to follow you but lord you know that there are there are there are things that there are things that we are susceptible to the devil knows what buttons to press to quench that fire father tonight we receive grace we receive help we receive fresh zeal the zeal for your work consumes us oh god in the name of jesus for everyone that has begun to rationalize and rationalize and they cannot even find themselves anymore anymore anyone under the sound of my voice father i pray for restoration now you will call them back to the path in the name of jesus father everything you have entrusted into our hands we will we will actively do them so that on the last day when we see you we can present unto you the fruits of the labor of our time here on earth father strengthen us help us as a church oh god we give you praise father thank you lord jesus thank you for for this house thank you for our pastor thank you for the leaders thank you for you strengthen us for this work we give you praise father in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right thank you folks thank you everyone for 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 being a part of this um this time uh once again we we, we hold bible studies on tuesdays and thursdays 8 to 9 p.m on saturdays we have our prayer meeting um 8 to 9 p.m as well and then on sundays we have our worship service at excellence hotel ogba lagos nigeria thank you for tuning god bless you have a wonderful wonderful week full of God's power and the manifestations of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.